Blog Talk Radio. Franchise interviews from Easton, Pennsylvania to Sydney, Australia. You're listening to Franchise Interviews. Franchise Interviews. Welcome to Franchise Interviews, an up-close, behind-the-scenes look at franchising and entrepreneurship. Listen to interviews with franchisers, franchisees, franchise authors, franchise experts, and attorneys. And now, welcome your host, Marty McDermott, and Franchise Interviews. Hi, everyone, and welcome to a very special edition of Franchise Interviews, where for over 15 years now, we've been asking the entrepreneurs of all one. I'm your host, Marty McDermott. I'm the president of Franchise Interviews, and we have a great show today. Well, we're meeting with Scott Snyder, the CEO of Badass Coffee of Hawaii. And Badass Coffee of Hawaii is entering a new era of growth following its acquisition by Colorado-based Royal Aloha Coffee Company in 2019. And during the last three years, the company has relaunched the national brand with a new logo, packaging and restaurant design resulting in a revived 32 year old brand with a cult following we're going to talk to scott about that in just a moment on franchise interviews so stick around because we have a great show franchise teacher would you like to know how to franchise your concept or grow your franchise business meet the experts at franchise teacher The goal of Franchise Teacher is to teach, coach, consult, and advise. The team of experts at Franchise Teacher will evaluate your business model and present you with a winning business strategy. Franchise Teacher will help you decide whether or not your concept works and if it's franchisable. Franchise Teacher is proud to have over 30 years of experience in franchising as both franchisees and franchisors. Franchise Teacher are developers of over a dozen franchise systems which include brick and mortar as well as home-based concepts of nearly 3,000 combined franchise locations. Whether you need to add more units or get more customers, Franchise Teacher can help. We will teach. Franchise Teacher will help you learn our proven system. Coach. Franchise Teacher will help you provide a game plan to succeed. Consult. Franchise Teacher will make sure you stay on track. And advise. Franchise Teacher will help you learn from our over 30 years of experience in franchising as both franchisees and franchisors. Take advantage of our free, no-obligation phone consultation. Simply go to FranchiseTeacher.com or call us at 561-385-3032. That's FranchiseTeacher.com. Or call us at 561-385-3032. Hi, this is Connie McDermott, Administrative Assistant for Franchise Interviews, LLC, and you're listening to Franchise Interviews. Franchise Interviews, from Easton, Pennsylvania to Sydney, Australia. You're listening to Franchise Interviews. Franchise Interviews. Hi, everyone, and welcome back to a very special edition of Franchise Interviews, where for over 15 years now, we've been asking the entrepreneurs one one. I'm your host, Marty McDermott. I'm the president of Franchise Interviews, and we have a great show today. Well, we're meeting with Scott Snyder, the CEO of Badass Coffee of Hawaii. 
A badass coffee of Hawaii is entering a new era of growth following its acquisition by Colorado-based Royal Aloha Coffee Company in 2019. And during the last three years, the company has relaunched a national brand with a new logo, packaging, and restaurant design, resulting in a revived 32-year-old brand with a cult following. Hi, Scott. How are you? Welcome to the show. I'm great, Marty. Thanks for having me. Uh, you, you, this is my pleasure, Scott. Yeah, I couldn't tell you how excited I was for today's show. You wouldn't know this, but we, we launched this show back in 2006, and Badass Coffee of Hawaii was actually one of our very first interviews. So it's, it's nice to no, be able to have the opportunity to interview 15 years later. It's great because I've been following the company for such a long time now, Scott. I had tried Badass Coffee. I was at a franchise show in, I think it was Washington, D.C., and I tried it, and I was just totally blown away, and I've been talking about the brand ever since. So it's, it's a privilege for me to get to talk to you today. Wow, what a great story. Well, well I'm, yeah. I'm, I'm glad you've been following us, and I'm glad we're still relevant. <laughs> <laughs> Absolutely, it's fantastic. You know, and Badass Coffee, I mean, it has, I mean, at the time when I interviewed the franchise 15 years ago, I mean, it had an interesting story and interesting history. Maybe, you know, you can kind of, you know, for our listeners, Scott, maybe you can kind of go back to the beginning and talk about how the company got the start and, and where it is today because there's been so many changes over the last several years. There have been. Uh, sure, I'd be happy to, to tell a little bit of the story. Um, the brand was started on the, the big island of Hawaii in 1989. Uh, really got its start kind of as a, as a locals resource for, for harvesting some of the, the, the local Kona coffee and, mm-hmm. and roasting it there for the, the very people that were working in the, in the farms on Kona. Um, from there, though, it, it grew pretty quickly uh, and grew through a variety of different models on the islands of, of Oahu and mm-hmm. Maui and Big Island, where kind of a combination of stores and, and kiosks and, um, and even coffee carts. In fact, my first yeah. uh, introduction to the brand was 25 years ago, uh, where wow. they had a coffee cart at the uh, Hilton Waikoloa Village on the Big Island. So, wow. So it. it, it had a pretty quick start, um, and that was in 1989. In 1995, uh, the brand was bought by a gentleman in Salt Lake City mm-hmm. who, who, who moved the company headquarters there but, but continued to manage the locations that were in Hawaii, and they started uh, some national expansion, you know, with uh, really leveraging the name and, and bringing Hawaiian coffee right. to the mainland. And, uh, grew quickly, uh, had mm-hmm. some struggles with, with their growth, and, mm-hmm. uh, and then 2008 came along and, and wiped out more than half of the franchises um, with yeah. uh, the recession of 2008. So between right. 2008 and right. 2011, they, they lost a lot. Uh, I was brought in actually as a consultant in late, late 2017 to, mm-hmm. to help them understand what it would take to sell franchises again because they hadn't sold any since uh, around 2010. So uh, we got to work and, and uh, long story short, saw a great opportunity with a, with a brand name that was, was unforgettable, mm-hmm. uh, a product that would bring people back. And, and you mentioned in your intro kind of a cult following. It's, mm-hmm. it's, it was one of the most unique brand experiences I had seen 
where someone who had been to the store, if you mentioned the name, they'd say, oh, my gosh, I, I remember that brand. I, you know, we, right. we went to the store in Maui on our honeymoon, or we went to the store in Destin, Florida for a family vacation. And, and so no matter even if it was 10 years earlier or five years earlier, what you just uh, mentioned, right. uh, people remember the name and they have a great experience. And so we saw an opportunity uh, with a great brand name and a great product and just a, a system that really lacked uh, an infrastructure to support mm-hmm. you know, the competitive franchise business today. And, and that's right. uh, critical, as you know. So we took yes. the opportunity, we were able to, to acquire the company in July of 2019. We spent the rest of that year kind of putting our plan together. And as uh, you mentioned in the intro, relaunched with a new brand, new packaging, new store design in early 2020, uh, fought through the early months of COVID, Mm-hmm, and, uh, right. came, out, came out on the other side uh, much bigger and much stronger than even before COVID. So uh, we're growing rapidly now. We've, uh, we've opened a number of new stores. We've, we've got about uh, 20 to 25 new stores opening this year and uh, a, lot more in the, a lot more in the pipeline beyond that uh, that are, are already scheduled for the next couple of years. So the goal is around 150 stores or more mm-hmm. in the next five years, and, and we're, we're, we're building a, a great brand and a great infrastructure with a strong leadership team designed to support franchises. That's great, Scott. It's, it, it's a great story. And it's interesting how um, you were able to, you know, and, and I've seen this you know, over the last two years, is, is how Badass Coffee was kind of able to pivot, I guess you could say, to some extent during COVID. That seems like what, what's, what's happened with the brand, hasn't it? It, it did, uh, Marty. You know, I, one of the things we knew in, in, in full transparency, um, like I said, we spent the rest of 19 kind of putting our plan together. And mm-hmm. one of the things that we were ill-prepared for when COVID hit was, um, you know, we, we, we really didn't have the technology uh, right. in place for online ordering and, and very few of our stores had drive throughs and, right. and uh, I think because we're so small and because we're really nimble, uh, we were able to pivot and, and we very yeah. quickly worked on, on technology solutions. We stayed open when other brands closed. Uh, right. Our stores, franchisees worked incredibly hard to earn the business of the local customer. Um, and so... Yeah. I think that more than anything, we responded quickly, they adapted quickly, and they worked really, really hard. What's the – and I, I, I get it, Scott, Scott the, the cult following, you know, because, again, I, you know, I've been talking about the brand for 15 years. You know, the, the, the challenge for me is, unfortunately, <laughs> you know, being here in Pennsylvania, you know, it's hard for me to get badass coffee. But it's one of those products where when you try it, you say – Wow, I mean, this this is amazing. How, when you're meeting with like, let's say, like a prospective franchisee, I mean, how do you typically describe the brand or, or, or the concept to um, a prospective franchisee? That's a great that's a great question, Marty. You know, the the, the coffee industry, as as you know, is has got a lot of players in it. You know, big ones that we all know and great right. regional brands and even some great local brands. Um, I think what the what the industry as a whole misses, which is where which is where badass coffee comes in, is mm-hmm. you know everybody says that they have everybody says that they have quality coffee and right. and they do in their right. Mm-hmm. Um, sure. But we re- we really do invest in our coffee. We don't buy cheap coffee. We we right. roast it like a we roast it like a craft coffee company. Um, but we're scaling the size of to be the size of of right. one of the more 
national brands. And so first and foremost, what I would say to a prospective franchisee is in a world of me too's, right? Mm-hmm. The name Badass Coffee will bring someone in the door, but it's yeah. the coffee, it's the right. food. That, right. And it's the experience and it's the merchandise that will bring them back. I mean, very few, very few uh, coffee franchises have kind of that triple threat. I mean, we really do, as you said, we really do have great right. coffee. We're really proud of it, but we're yeah. not snobby about it. Uh, we're, we're, right. we're a fun brand. Yes. Uh, our, food, right. our food is unique. You know, our food is uh, some of the same, you know, breakfast sandwiches and things you expect out of a coffee shop, but our ability right. to do that um, with a Hawaiian twist makes that memorable. And finally, when's the last time you've seen somebody walking down the street with a with a Starbucks shirt on? You know, you just right. don't see it. But somebody right. wants to have a little bit That's true. on their hat or on their T-shirt or on their mug because deep down right. we're there to fuel the inner badass in, in all of our customers, and, and they're proud of it. Absolutely. I think that that's a great response, Scott. Technology. You mentioned technology has changed. So again, you know, when I when I interviewed Badass Coffee back, you know, 15 years ago, I, I guess there wasn't a lot going on with technology. So, and it sounds like that has certainly changed over the last several years. Scott, maybe you could talk a little bit about that. Sure. Yeah. I mean, I I, I think it it technology uh, is important on a lot of mm-hmm. levels. Um, yeah. You know, from an operator standpoint, uh, our franchisees, and and I've been around franchise systems my entire career, um, mm-hmm. more so on the marketing and growth side, but right. you know, what, really sep- what really separated the, the, the really successful franchises that I've worked with over the years from those that weren't was, mm-hmm. was that in, in data and the ability to provide operators with real-time information that really gives them a, a, yeah. a day-by-day snapshot of their business. Right. So in turn, right. having the ability you know, with, a, with a POS system that will mm-hmm. do more than just does more than ring up the last drink. Um, right. We've invested. We've invested a lot over the last year, and I'm I'm happy to say that uh, actually at the end of this month, all of our stores will have been converted in, into the new POS system. Um, wow. From a customer standpoint, though, uh, what ties into that is is that whole marketing technology, mm-hmm. you know, the online orders, the loyalty programs, and mm-hmm. and and all that be able to integrate seamlessly so that it's easy. I mean, we all love to buy. Make it as easy to buy as possible. And, and right. that's for technology. What are – here's a tough question for you, Scott, but um, what are some of your favorites? Because you get to visit a lot of badass coffee franchises. I mean, do you have a favorite when, when you go into one? Oh, boy, you really are. That, that really yeah. is a tough one. You're, you're, <laughs> you're, making me, you're making me choose my favorite kid. Um, yes. <laughs> yeah, they're, all, they're all really great. Um, yeah. You know, what, what I love right now, we're, we're in a transition time where the, the legacy stores that we acquired with the brand, they're, they're doing their very best to, to remodel their stores to the new look and feel, and they're adopting the new menus. And, um, and we've got some great ones that, that haven't, haven't made that transition yet, but they all are this year. Um, our store in Miramar Beach and our, our store in uh, Naples, Florida, mm-hmm. uh, are very popular, very popular with tourists. I love those stores yeah. uh, for all the energy that they put into them. Um, our store in Virginia Beach is really close to the military base. And right. it's, it's it's it is a small shop that they just boy the 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 way they run their the the customers through and and the love affair that they have with their customers is is just really inspiring and 
And along with that, we've, you know, our new stores that are, that are coming out with, with the new look and the new brand and the new menu, our stores in uh, Lexington, Kentucky, right there on the, right, right across the street from the campus of the University of Kentucky and, mm-hmm. and our newest store in Phoenix, in downtown uh, Phoenix in the, in the middle of the city center have wow. both opened here in the last three months. And it's, it's just really exciting to watch. They've got such a great yeah. attitude. They they bring the aloha spirit every day. That's true. And right. And how you, I, I like how you mentioned the aloha spirit, Scott. You know, because that right. That's part of the whole experience. I remember looking at the menu this week, and um, you know, I, I don't know if it's one of the signature. Um, Sandwiches, but yeah, it, the badass one. Whereas I think it was spam. Was it pineapple and <laughs> something like egg or something like that? It's just I, right. It's 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 that experience and that 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 spirit, isn't it? It really is. Um, you know, they. I, I think right now in 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 these challenging times with everything that's gone on yeah. in the world in the last couple of years, the Aloha spirit is 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 really about is about treating people with kindness and and right. and yes. being yes. and 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 welcoming. Uh, yes. I'll, I'll tell you, Marty. My very favorite thing to do uh, is to go into one of our stores. Uh, and, yeah. and generally, I'm I'm, I'm pretty much an, uh, a forgettable kind of guy. So the the, the 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 employees in the store generally don't know me. But I'll come into a store and I'll right. and I'll sit in the corner and I'll and I'll watch. And I love yeah. one of my favorite things to do is to watch customers come in. And as they walk in the door, the the barista behind the counter gives them a big aloha. Yes. I'm telling you, That's I tell great. you what, uh, no matter how stone-faced they are when they walk in, <laughs> having someone say aloha, breaks right. the smile on everything. <laughs> It was just a great way to start the it experience. Is. And, I, and, and I think that's really important. So it, we, we give the aloha spirit. We share the aloha spirit. Uh, we're one big yeah. ohana, which is Hawaiian for family. Right. Um, and we that there's a real bond. But, you know, coffee shops are a place where people gather. You know, COVID right. aside, I, it's yeah. still a place where people want to go. And it's a place where they want to feel comfortable and feel at home. And so the Aloha spirit and, and treating Ohana with that Aloha spirit uh, is a big part of our culture. We, we practice it here in the, in the home office, um, and our, our franchisees practice it in the stores. It's, it's, it's really a distinctive difference, again, between what right. we're doing and the rest of the market. It's it's nice to bring that to 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 the states. I mean, again, you know, with badass coffee originating in in Hawaii. My sister um, spent six months in Hawaii, Scott. You know, and she came back different. You know, um, I mean, because because of the culture of Hawaii, and and not. So I've never been to Hawaii, so I, I don't know the culture. You know, I've, I've read about it, but it's nice to get that experience here on the mainland, isn't it? It really is. It really is. There's a there's uh the first time that I went to Hawaii years ago I was I was struck by the the sense of family and mm-hmm. and yes. large yes. large family units you know and and uh you know listen we you know some of us come from big families and right. and you may or you may like some brothers and sisters more than others but at the end <laughs> that's of the day true. you yeah. take care of everybody in the family and that's that's really evident in Hawaii um you know we Part of our goal, part of our, our strategy is to reestablish our roots in Hawaii. We still have two stores on Maui, um, but we, we could learn. And, you know, I'm, I'm not right. afraid to say that. You know, we're, we're, right. we're based in Colorado, but our heritage is Hawaii, and we're doing right. everything that we can to reestablish our roots there. And, 
and be as authentic uh, as we possibly can and, and as, as yeah. authentic as the, the mainland market will receive it. Majority of our listeners to our show, Scott, we, we call them aspiring franchipreneurs. Most of them are, you know, new to franchising, you know, and, and they're looking towards franchising as a means to, to entrepreneurship. What, what types of characteristics do you look for in your franchisees today? I'm sure maybe it was different 15, 20 years ago, um, but, but what's important to you, you know, when, when taking on a new franchisee? Wow. Uh, well, you know, outside of the obvious, you know, financial uh, right, qualifications, right. you know, sure. but but from uh, but from a, um, other attributes, I you know the the advice that I share most often with with franchisees is to be very clear on your vision. Be very clear mm-hmm. about what you want to get out of being a franchisee. Yeah, and then plan. Plan and work toward that vision, all the while, you know, being open to other perspectives that, that might refine that vision. But I think, right. you know, I think the days are, sadly, um, you know, probably, you know, as I interviewed some of those franchisees from 15 years ago or 20 years mm-hmm. ago, because I, that was one of the first things I did when I came on as a consultant. Right. Um, you know, the, the reasons for getting into business back then uh, were a little different. A lot of them were. We just thought mm-hmm. it would be really fun. We, we loved coffee. We thought that would be fun. Um, and I think in today's competitive environment, I think it's really important that the most important characteristic that you have is um, you be very clear on, on your vision and what you want to get out of it and then right. manage toward Surround yourself with great people who will help you and who may, you know, help you refine that vision, but, but be very clear on what you want sure. before you get started. That's, yeah, that's, that's great advice. And what's the training like today, Scott, uh, for Badass Coffee, for your new franchisees? Once you decide you do like them, they like you, and they do want to come on board as a franchisee, does, do they come to corporate headquarters? Like, how does that work? Uh, great question. Uh, there's a couple training events uh, mm-hmm. after they... In fact, right now we've, we've got uh, two new franchisees in, in the building today. We've got one from Nashville, Tennessee, and and wow. one from Orange County, California. They're they're going through their orientation, so it's a it's a three day kind of get to know badass coffee, learn a little bit about coffee and roasting and operations and marketing. So it's really kind of the, the the kickoff. It's a two and a half day kickoff to to immersing them in the badass coffee experience. Uh, from here, they're going to leave with, you know, operations manuals and, and marketing yes. manuals mm-hmm. and an coffee. And yeah. um, but from here to the time that they you know, they get their location and, the, and the, the, the the store is under construction, about six weeks prior to opening that store, mm-hmm. they'll go through. They'll go through two and a half days of training in a, in a store, uh, either one that's near them or or here in Denver. Right. There's a little bit of, there's a little bit of classroom work in there, mm-hmm. uh, but most of it, most of it is live bullets behind the counter, working side right. by side with the with the crew of that uh, of that store. And then the final training event is in the last three or four days prior to opening their store. So training in their store with their equipment. With their layout, with with right. their operations, looking over their shoulder and and train you know so the 
the, the training in one of our stores is a train the trainer, the training in their stores, training their new crew. And, mm-hmm. and then we stick around for a couple of days and make sure there's no surprises. So, so we make sure that right. everybody's well-supported in the training and, and then beyond after they open, we're, we're a phone call away. Right, right. That's so important. And then one of the many reasons why people get into franchising, Scott, and I'm thinking about these new, like these two franchisees that are there today, or even your past franchisees. I mean, do they have experience in the past, Scott, or is it kind of like um, pretty diverse as far as their backgrounds are like in, in, the, in the past? It really is diverse, Marty. Yeah. Uh, there's there's the franchisees today, and I'm, I'm sure you, you've had this conversation with your other guests. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, for the for the more the what did you call it a friend uh, franchipreneur aspiring franchipreneur yes <laughs> I didn't make up the word by it. the way uh, <laughs> well I'm going to give you credit for it um, thank you <laughs> I think I, I think for those I, we we generally see uh, um, entrepreneurs who have had uh, either a really solid business experience or or restaurant yeah. experience. Um, right. Uh, the restaurant experience obviously helps, uh, but if they've just been a good, uh, you know, restaurant uh, manager, but not necessarily mm-hmm. on the business side, there's there's some some weaknesses there. But generally, really strong business background and or uh, a restaurant background for right. for more of the you know say the the one to three to five shops kind of mm-hmm. uh, franchise. Uh, but the other side that we're getting more and more, and I'm, I'm, again, I'm sure your other guests have said, are, are the are the larger multi-unit uh, franchisees, yeah. who this may be the only brand that they that they are an operator for, or right. maybe one of a portfolio of brands. And right. and in that case, you know, the people that are here are not the person who signed the franchise agreement necessarily, because it's more mm-hmm. of a corporation. But it's right. the operator that they designated to manage these stores, and those people always have a lot of experience, and 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 they're looking for how their systems are going to integrate with our systems. I'm sure every day is a little bit different, Scott. But I mean, is 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 it possible to paint a picture of a typical day? I'm sure you know arriving early, and again, it depends on what type of franchisee they are. But but is there such thing as a typical day? A day in the life of a franchisee. Uh, yes. Yeah, actually there is. <laughs> um, <clears throat> I hope you're an early riser. Um, yes. So, yeah, people people want their coffee and they, they want it early. Right. It's, it's, right. The coffee's really, a, I'm sure you can appreciate this, coffee's, during COVID, I think it, it became very apparent, right? The, the two industries that did really well were, were the coffee industry and the right. pizza industry. Mm-hmm. Uh, never yes. in my life. Never in my lifetime did I think we would be delivering coffee through delivery right. services, but I guess that's, right. I guess that's okay. But yeah. the, what they are is they're a ritual. Coffee's a ritual. So a day in the life of a franchisee is, mm-hmm. is getting in early, getting, getting that coffee brewing, yeah. you know, getting, getting all the, the, the food prepped, um, and, and you get your first wave. You get your first wave you know, from, from 6 o'clock till, right. till 10 o'clock. Uh, sure. And you're you're staffing appropriately, so the line uh, isn't too long. But if it right. is, it's moving pretty quick, right? So you're right. trying to be as right. efficient. Um, like all great restaurants, you start making that that midday crossover into into lunch items and and on, on both the food menu and and more of a move towards the cold drinks, right? Um, right. And then 
you know, so you've, you've got kind of a lunch surge from, you know, say 11 to, to 1.30, um, and then you've got a little break, and, and if you've done your marketing right, and if, you've, and if you've tapped into your loyalty system right, you've given your most loyal customers a reason to, to hit the store on the way home or right. to have a late afternoon for generally more of a refreshing uh, drink. Sure. So, you know, generally our cold brews or, or blended mm-hmm. drinks, you know, a purist yeah. like myself, we're still going to drink black coffee in the afternoon, but right. but that's generally. <laughs> I mean, most of our stores, unless they're in a real tourist area where there's a lot of foot traffic all day and all night, most of our stores are are closed by you know five or six in the afternoon. Right. right. Uh, but our you know our our stores in tourist locations like like Dustin, Florida, or Miramar Beach, they're they're open from six in the morning to till eight at night, eight or nine. Wow, at night. so That's great. It, it can be a long day, but uh, sure. but a fun day. Of course, <laughs> right? No, absolutely, it's fantastic. When I have someone on the show like yourself, Scott, I mean, because you've been I've researched your background, I mean, you've been involved in franchising for such a long time now. One of the questions I like to ask someone like yourself is, you know, what advice would you give to an aspiring entrepreneur looking to buy a franchise? Because you know. It seems like there's so much out there today. I mean, there's so many more industries franchising today than there was maybe 15, 20 years ago. And I I think what happens for most people is it gets a little bit overwhelming. From from everything you've learned up to this point, what type of advice would you give to that person who's kind of like new to starting their research in, in, in franchising? You mentioned like, you know, a means to an end and things like that. But is there anything else you would add to that? There is, yeah. I, you know, the uh, having a clear vision obviously is is first and foremost. I think, yeah, it's like any other, but it's like any other relationship, Marty. Um, mm-hmm. uh, fit, fit is really important, right? Mm-hmm. So, yeah. Um, and, and I'll put these these two things side by side. I think they're both equally important. Um, you asked the question earlier. You know, why would you, you know, why would you franchise as opposed to opening up your own coffee shop? Right. You, right. Invest in franchises because it's kind of a business in the box. You don't have to reinvent yes. the wheel, and, mm-hmm. and you're coming into it with a with a marketing machine that has already got the brand and customers ready and waiting for you to open up your store. So, right. so the first thing I would say is be very, very comfortable and very confident mm-hmm. that the system that the system that your mm-hmm. franchise that you're looking to explore is bulletproof. It is, yes. you know, I, right. I I give a lot of credit to, to to one of the franchise systems that I worked with years ago. Mm-hmm. They were mili- they were militant about their system, but boy, yeah. were their results were their results predictable. They were absolutely right. uh, rock yeah. solid. So I think you know, looking for does the system appear to be rock solid? Do mm-hmm. they do you feel like like they've covered everything and then combined right. with the other part that I think is equally important is it a good fit for you do you like the people that you're going to be working with do you yeah. do you get a sense after meeting with them that you trust them uh, which is hard to earn obviously in just a couple of meetings but but do you get a good feel does it feel like a good fit for you yeah. right right because I think I, I think a lot of people will go into franchising and say you know I, I want to do this, but but I want to do this one thing my way, you know. And, right. And, and, right. And there are some franchises out there that will do that, and maybe mm-hmm. that's what makes it fit for you, as opposed to 
I want to do this franchise because I love this brand. I get the same great experience every time, and I know that I could produce that experience. I'm gonna, I'm right. gonna, I'm gonna follow the system. I'm gonna do, I'm gonna do exactly as the system does, and I'm gonna bring the magic that only I can bring to the relationships with the customers. So yeah. I think having confidence in the system and feeling like it's a good fit with the people you're going to work with is the best advice I could give you. Yeah, I, I, I think that's, that's great advice, Scott. It's, it's got to fit almost like a glove, right? I mean, to some extent, you know, it, 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 it's, it's got to be a match and you've got to have that trust and, 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 and confidence. And, and, you know, I, I think that's, that's great advice. So I, I can ask you the final question, Scott. I mean, it, it, and you kind of hinted, you know, as far as like units go, but I mean, if you can look into that crystal ball, maybe three years, five years down the road, I mean, where do you see Badass Coffee of Hawaii? Well, uh, I did I did throw out a number there earlier. I, I, I mm-hmm. do think that you'll see you know, 100, 150 or more stores. Um, that's part of the vision. We we are yeah. a franchise-first focused company. Right. right. Um, I love our franchisees. They're our family. They're our Ohana. Uh, but I I'd say the rest of the vision is I you know I think uh, I, I love it when when cult brands come into the mainstream. Um, yes. And and yes. I. You can, you can see brands like like In and Out Burger or mm-hmm. yeah. brands like that 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 right. as they kind of move across the country, which Chipotle did that when we used to work with Chipotle, as they moved across the country, there was there was excitement and anticipation as they came. And I I think what you know what our approach is is going to be and is is a franchise first operation, but but it's supported by a multi-channel uh, approach to marketing. Right. So, part of the vision I think is that that badass coffee is is well known more well known right um, and and it isn't you know it it's it's welcomed and it's anticipated and it's yeah. in demand and and that comes from from having access to the brand through a number of different channels but never really getting the full experience unless you go into one of our franchise stores so right I think that's yeah. the and that I'm excited about and that we're all working hard toward and and uh it's it's exciting times it really is it's 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 interesting, Scott. You know, I was just thinking. You know, as as you're speaking here, is, is you know, I've interviewed up to this point. I think it's like about 750 franchisors, franchisees over the last you know 15 years, and I don't remember all of them, of course. You know what I mean? But it's interesting for me how I could remember badass coffee from 15 years ago, like it was yesterday. You know, like from the first time I tried the product and and I met some of the people. Um, at Badass Coffee, you know, that, that memorable experience, you know, and, and I think, right, that's, that's certainly the strong point or the strength of, of Badass Coffee. One of the things I was thinking, too, is, you know, I, I recall reading um, is that I think you're going to be getting into some, like, I guess, like the non-traditional types of kiosk and, and, and um, was it grocery stores and even airports, too. I said, wow, I would love to see a Badass Coffee in an airport, you know, where I could get it, you know. Uh, maybe you can talk a little bit about that as a final question, Scott. Sure. Well, you know, I think uh, uh, one of the other things that COVID did, I mean, it was always in our plan, but I think COVID yeah. really accelerated uh, everybody's, mm-hmm. all brands look at their store models. And, and, and what you're probably referring to is we've, we've made a couple announcements here in the last couple months about different yes. store model types. You know, right. uh, this brand has ever had their own freestanding design of what a store looked like. And, and right. Of course, drive-thru is really important, and, and everybody's looking for drive-thru space. And 
So there's high competition for that. We're still a really mm-hmm. small brand, so, so it's right. hard for us to compete. So you've, you've got to be creative. And, and right. so we've right. come up with a couple store models, including, you know, a very small, you know, 700-square-foot, you know, kiosk that, that has a drive through on either side that, that doesn't have a cafe to sit in. Um, right. And as you said, we're developing even, even smaller mm-hmm. kiosk size. Uh, operations that might go in a in an airport or in a grocery store or in a train station and and, and we're testing some of those right now and and uh, really excited because I, I I think that the demand is there like you said for the yes. brand boy I'd love to have a badass coffee in Denver International Airport right um, but uh, but you know that up until now this this that's one of the things we've invested in is to give franchisees options that are appropriate for where they're looking to to be a franchisee. Yeah, that's terrific. What's the best way, Scott, for our listeners to get more information on Badass Coffee uh, of Hawaii franchise opportunity? Any websites you'd like to kind of direct them to? Absolutely. Uh, uh, Our our franchise-specific site is Mm -hmm. badasscoffeefranchise.com. Okay. Um, or you can just go to badasscoffee.com and you can get redirected to franchising from there or the online store if you'd like to try some of our products at home. Uh, so badasscoffee.com is the easiest to remember. Okay. But if you're specifically interested in franchise information, you can go directly to badasscoffeefranchise.com. Fantastic. Well, I can't tell you how happy I was to talk to you today, Scott. I don't want to wait 15 years to have you back on the show again. So um, <laughs> I'll give you a call in another year or two, you know, just as, as, as a follow-up to have you back on the show because, as I think you could tell, I'm, I'm a fan of the product and, and I love the brand. So it was a privilege for me to, to get to speak to you today. Well, the privilege was mine. Thank you very much, Marty, and I'd, I'd love to come back. This has been my pleasure, Scott. We'll be right back with more franchise interviews. Coming up on segment two, you're going to hear what every franchisepreneur needs to know before buying a franchise. We're going to play a clip from our popular Great Quotes in Franchising podcast right here on Franchise Interviews. Franchisers, are you looking to reach aspiring entrepreneurs looking to buy a franchise? Are you looking to reach a highly educated audience on franchising? For over eight years, Franchise Interviews has been giving an up-close, behind-the-scenes look at franchising and entrepreneurship through our website, FranchiseInterviews.com, where you can hear and read interviews as well as get tips from some of the most successful sources in franchising. Our weekly franchise radio show where each week you get to hear a new interview with franchisers, franchisees, franchise authors, franchise experts and attorneys, and our podcast, Great Quotes in Franchising. For more information, go to FranchiseInterviews.com or call us at 610-905-2919. That's 610-905-2919. Hi, everyone. This is Marty McDermott, the president of Franchise Interviews, and welcome to another edition of Great Quotes in Franchising, where each podcast you get to hear a great quote in franchising. You know, we've been hosting Franchise Interviews many years now, and during that time we've had some incredible quotes on the show. Today's great quote in franchising comes from Tom Scarta, and Tom is a franchise consultant for Franchise, and he's the author of The Magic of Choosing Uncertainty. And we've had Tom on the show two times over the last 14 years, and Tom is great at providing 
analogies on topics like motivation and entrepreneurship. So today's great quote in franchising is called, It Doesn't Hurt Enough. Well, let Tom explain why. On 10 years uh, with franchise, helping them to find businesses. And what I find, and, and you know this from the industry, is that majority of people who look at franchising do not buy a franchise. And the number one reason is fear of the unknown. Yeah. So they go, instead of choosing, see, at the end of the process, you know, they're looking at great companies because uh, we vet them, we know who's good, who's not, and, and you can never deny that the companies are not good when you go down the road at looking at them. Right. The choice, the choice is not what franchise to buy. The choice is the choice between uncertainty and unhappiness. That's interesting. And most people go back to the unhappiness, and they because there's a comfort in that, right? There's yeah, so at least I get a paycheck. At least I know I have a job. At least I can pay my bills. And, right. and I got to tell you if, you, if you think you're on this earth to pay your bills, you're always going to have a mild kind of um, frustration that goes through right. your life. That's it's very powerful, you know what you said, Tom. You know, it, it's um, it, you know. We, we've seen that on the show too. You know, I mean, I've heard numbers like at, at, at like one out of a hundred people will, will will say yes to you know going the going the, the franchise alternative, or they'll give some kind of like excuse like you know, well, it's not perfect, you know. And I remember you even saying this, you know, a long time ago is you know, there's not really that, that always that perfect perfect opportunity, you know what I mean? I mean, there's always I think the analogy you used a long time ago was even when, you know, you buy a house. You know what I mean? There's always going to be something with that house that you can always fix. You know what I mean? So there's never that That's perfect right. opportunity. And I suspect you get that from a lot of people because they're, they're, they're so terrified of going forward. They're like, well, I don't think this is the perfect opportunity for me. I, I, I suspect you probably get that a lot, don't you? It, yeah. yeah, and you're right. I think it was um, in, in Joe Matthews' great book, uh, Street Smart Franchising, yeah, one, yeah. he talks about that. Um, one out of every hundred people that look at franchising actually buy a franchise, and and that the, the thing for me, Marty, is it makes me it makes me sad inside because I mm-hmm. talk to these folks yeah. that have great backgrounds, they're phenomenal at what they do, right. and they can easily translate their skills into their own business and really right. live happily ever after, and they don't, and and it's yeah. it's always because of fear of the unknown. Mm-hmm. You use a powerful word, um, Tom. You know, you used happy. You know, and, and I think it's interesting that how many people there are out there that are you know working day to day, and they're just you know, as you said, they're paying their bills. You know, but they're they're not happy, are they? You know, and, and I know a lot of those people who are working for, let's say, the city, and um, you know, they're they're going to get their pension at some point, but they just aren't happy. And I can't imagine working forty years. And not being happy, and you wonder, mm-hmm. uh, you know, it, it's really that powerful, and that's why I think your book is so important. You know, the magic of choosing uncertainty is 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 that you know, you lived it, haven't you? I mean, um, yeah. you know, I'm sure you know, you, you know, you you've been through all of those things that that a lot of your um, clients um, mm-hmm. certainly have gone through their head, don't they? Yeah, I've, I've yeah, I've been in their shoes. And and that's why I, I kind of enjoy what not kind of I love what I do because I'm yeah. really able to speak to people on on a you know a one to one basis that you know I've, right. I I and not only have empathy I, I've been there I've done it and and you know maybe it's not for everybody and that's fine I, I right. get that not everybody should buy a franchise believe me right but um 
you know, but when you're when you're there and you're on the cusp and you know it's the eleventh hour and you have to make a decision and and you run away from it, it's it's really really sad. And from you know from my perspective, it is. And I think from their perspective, I just read an article uh, last week that said eighty percent, eighty six percent of Americans want to change their job today. Wow, that's incredible. And I think it was eighty six percent. Eighty six percent of Americans want to change their job today. And probably maybe one percent will, um, you know, get out of the corporate rat race. A lot of people will change jobs, and right. they're going from you know one fire to another mm-hmm. fire, and they really exactly. don't solve anything. But I'll, I'll tell you that, um, you know, a, a, a great story that I share with everybody, and I think that it will go very very well here. If you can imagine for a second, um, there's these two guys sitting on a porch, like two. Two old hillbillies, right? And they're and yeah. they're drinking their they're drinking their sarsaparilla and they're rocking in their rocking chairs. And one of them one of them has a hound dog and the hound dog's sitting on the floor. And every once in a while, that hound dog lets out a yelp. Yeah. So so one of these guys one one guy says to the other guy with the dog, "What's wrong with your dog?" And he said, oh, "Nothing's wrong with the dog." So he said, "Well, why does he yelp like that?" Yeah. And he said, "Oh, he's laying on a nail." And uh, he said, well, why doesn't he get off the nail? And he said, well, I guess it just doesn't hurt bad enough. Wow. That's a great that's a great analogy. We're going to have to use it. We have these great quotes in Franchising Podcast. We're going to have to put that one in there. I haven't heard you tell that story, but I, I, I think that's um, – I mean, I mean, that's a great one. I mean, it does show you know, how, <laughs> how we're willing to live our lives like that, isn't it? Yeah, it is. It's, it, it frustrates the heck out of me. And um, – you know, in, in the book, I give people uh, what I call fuel for change, which are different exercises at the end of a couple of different chapters where you can go through changing your mindset about things. Yeah. And, and you realize after a while, all your stuff, all your baggage in that fear department right. essentially comes from your parents and, yeah. and from yeah. your upbringing telling you, you know, no, 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 right. don't do that, be careful. And if you would, if you lose, you're a loser, and, yeah. and that's not the case at all. Because when you take a chance, and if it doesn't work out for some reason, there's more life yeah. lessons in that failure than there is in any success. And, and I can tell you that directly from my smoothie experience. Sure. It, yeah. You know, there's so much more to learn when you're trying to climb out of a hill, out of a hole, than standing on top of a hill. Yeah, and it's you know it must be interesting. I, you know I'm I'm one of those people as I mentioned, Tom. You know I mean my mom is still waiting for me to go apply for the post office. You know I said I'm going to be <laughs> 50 years old in three years. You know and I, and I just I just recently you know completed my doctorate degree last year and I think she's still waiting oh, wow. for me to go work. You know for for the post office. You know I mean she just tried to instill that in me as a kid and maybe that was my my reason I went the other direction. You know I just didn't. It just didn't seem gratifying to me, not to, to, to pick on anyone who works for the post office, but I just didn't, I wouldn't have had that. And, and I love the word you use. It uses word fuel, you know, and we had, um, we had the great Michael Gerber on our show, and I, I know you're, you're a fan uh-huh. of his as well. If you'd like to hear that whole interview with Tom Scarta, all you have to do is go to FranchiseInterviews.com. You can go to our franchises listed alphabetically page, and you can find Tom Scarta there. Or you can go to franchise interviews listed by category, and you can go to our franchise experts page and listen to the interview there. And finally, we just want to thank everyone for making this great quotes in franchising podcast 
such a big hit. And we'll see you again soon with another edition of Great Quotes and Franchising from Franchise Interviews. Take care, everyone. Franchise Interviews. From Easton, Pennsylvania to Sydney, Australia, you're listening to Franchise Interviews. Franchise Interviews.